3: The news is live on Joy 99.7 in Accra, Love 99.5 in Kumasi, and over 30 affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions, including Radio Justice Tamale, Radio Pando Pando, Fafa Radio Joje, and Jata FM Karaga. We are live on X Spaces, Facebook Live Stream, and My Joy Online Interactive app. The midday news is sponsored by Petrosol, your clean fuel in full quantity. Petrosol, always a delightful experience. And Duraplast Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank where duroplast goes water flows coming up inability to afford dialysis treatment pushing kidney patients to death will tell you the struggle of 54 year old georgina mensa
4: a 24 year old boy died this morning his father is a teacher go not afford
5: dialysis <laughs> Meanwhile, renal
3: Patients Association of Ghana mourns the loss of 14 members amid Kolebu dialysis supply challenges
6: and restrictions to emergency care. Unfortunately, during this shutdown period, we have lost about 14 of our friends. And this has left the rest of us living in constant...
3: Now, less than five hours for the electoral commission's limited registration exercise to come to an end, but despite the challenges identified to likely disenfranchise some first time voters, the EC says there is no room for extension.
7: Currently, there is no alternative arrangement being made. The commission is not considering any alternative arrangements. Shraj is unhappy with the EC's posture.
5: When it's about things that relate to the people, we should not stress that independence too much. and. Registration in this context, making the registration more too onerous for the ordinary person who gave us the power.
3: We'll take you live around the country, including Boku, where the NPP and the NDC have described the EC's position not to continue the exercise thereafter after day two as unfair
5: and unjustified.
7: It's quite very difficult for certain people to go to certain areas to register.
5: We know they have the capacity to do that. So, I the think they have been unfair, they have just deliberately decided to hold this exercise because we were asking them to do what, in our view, we say to be fair.
3: Also in this package, grant our witnesses protection, lawyers for senior police officers at the center of leaked tape, allegedly plotting the removal of the IGP demand.
8: The content of the letter got leaked. These are individuals who were supposed to be anonymous. Uh, they were That is why they were due to testify in camera, but their identities uh, were exposed. We do not know how the letter got leaked. We have our own suspects.
3: We've got details as they say without this the witnesses may be unwilling to cooperate fully with the committee and in sports
6: Mediama sporting club began plans to strengthen the squad after qualifying for the calf champions league group stages
3: also ghana mourns the death of former first lady mrs teresa kufour and ndc's inoktay mensah who both died yesterday
5: what i respected about et mensah and what is missing today is the fact that we could have the most serious of confrontations and yet Within 30 minutes, E.T. mansa would pick up the phone or me, vice versa, and he would now want to discuss something.
3: We'll bring you details about their lives and tributes that have been pouring in. Thanks for choosing us. Details in a moment. I'm Bernice Abu Beidu-Lanza. It's a pleasure to have you here. The details now. 54-year-old Georgina Mensah used to sell fish at the Tema Fish and Hubble, but she can't do that anymore due to a chronic kidney disease. Ideally, she's supposed to get three sessions of dialysis, but is only able to afford one. She has to resort to begging friends and family members to raise money for her dialysis every week. She fears she could die the day the benevolence ends. Her story mirrors that of many Ghanaians living with kidney conditions. The Kolebu Teaching Hospital recently increased the cost of dialysis treatment. For from 380 to 765 ghana cities but that was reversed after a public outcry maxwell agbaba has more in this report
5: 54 year old georgia lies in the reclined seats at a private facility the central dialysis center she just finished her session for the week. Once a vibrant fish seller at the Tema Fishing Harbor, now confined by her kidney condition, unable to afford the lifeline she needs regular dialysis.
9: I have to beg before I eat. I don't have any helper. You know the harsh economic conditions now. So I have to beg before I get money for my weekly dialysis at this private facility. <laughs>
3: It's Maxwell Agbaba's like reports, and that's part of our latest series, The Dialysis Crisis. Let's go now to the Kolebu Teaching Hospital, where the Renal Patients Association of Ghana, made up of persons suffering various kidney conditions, has revealed that 14 of his members died between May and September after the Kolebu Teaching Hospital ran out of consumables, leading to a restriction in dialysis services to only emergency cases. Speaking at a press conference here in Accra, patient and member Michael Asante said the situation has left many of them in constant fear of death.
6: Prior to the proposed price increase, the challenges faced by the renal units were shortages of consumables for the dialysis and breakdown of dialysis machines. Every now and then due to the pressure on them as the number of patients kept increasing with the limited machines available as we speak the renal unit has been closed since 22nd may 2023 through turbulent times as we struggle to finance our dialysis our dialysis treatments at private dialysis centers across the city unfortunately during this shutdown period we ha- we have lost about 14 of our friends and this has left the rest of us leaving In constant fear for our tomorrow.
3: So, you just had a a member and a a patient uh, who has been receiving dialysis. At the Kolebu Teaching Hospital. My colleague Maxwell Agbaba was at that press, and joins us on the line with more. Maxwell, mem- members of this association say that as of last week, Thursday, the Kolebu Teaching Hospital was still charging that new amount, 765 CDs, contrary to claims of the CEO that the new uh, charges have not been implemented.
7: You've been speaking to some of them about this. Yes, Um Bernice. Uh, Many of them have been raising um, concerns about the matter. They said that they monitored media reports, especially on Joy FM. They said they had the CEO stating categorically uh, that that amount has not been implemented. Uh, but many of them say that they have been to uh, the um, dialysis unit and
5: they were told that that amount is still in the system and they still have to pay as of, as of, as of last Thursday, Bernice. I tried doing that, I think, Thursday. I went there and I was told that, that was Thursday, that in their system, they still have the new price there. That was what I was told. So as I'm sitting here right now, I don't have any information whether they are taking the old price or the new price. But as at last week, Thursday, I went there and I said, I wanted to come and pay for the old price. And I was told in their system, they still have the new price in, as at last week Thursday. No. So did you pay? I did not pay because I, I was having the trade, I was not having the seven hundred and sixty-five point four forty two. Okay. So I didn't pay.
3: That's Max Agbaba. He's been engaging some of these patients who receive care for kidney conditions at the Kolebu Teaching Hospital. And I just told you uh, the report you heard earlier is the first in our series, the dialysis crisis. Head of our health desk, Fred Smith, joins me. Fred, why dialysis crisis, and what more should we expect?
9: Well, Benice, you know, Ghana, like many other African countries, are also going through such crisis. Renal diseases on the increase across the continent and ghana is actually struggling because there's affordability is an issue there people can't afford and from those you heard in that at that news conference with maxwell uh, they're struggling to pay for it and that's why we're putting this together I will culminate into a thought leadership event on thursday where we we'll bring all the experts those who are working on the field and policymakers together to try and find a way out of this crisis that's
3: head of our health desk fred smith so you expect more from us here on joy news away from that story in less than five hours the ec will end the limited voters registration but there have been challenges including long distance to registration centers 40 machines and conflict and because of this some first-time voters will not be captured on the roll They therefore cannot participate in the district-level election either as voters or candidates. The EC, however, says it will not extend the registration and those who are not captured may have to wait for the mass registration next year ahead of the 2024 general elections. We'll hear from the EC shortly, but first listen to the political parties unhappy with the posture adopted by the electoral body. Deputy National Secretary of the NDC, Mustafa Gbande, is urging the EC to consider individuals who've traveled long distances to the district capital for registration if the ec has no intention of extending the deadline
8: but what is very difficult as we see uh for which we as a political party expect that the electoral commission would resolve has to do with the people who have currently uh, moved from their locations they have been in the district capitals for days as a result of the queues and the uh, pressure they intend to be registered it is just said that they are in the queue so even if they exercise and provision should be made for those people in the queue to get registered so that we don't have to turn them away because uh, the timetable is, is exhausted
3: well for director of research and elections at the npp evans Nimako, uh, the ec has the right to stay within the timeline if it's within the ambit of the law
7: the party is going through this exercise 21-day program, and from day one uh, uh, last month 12 up to today, the new statutory party has been present in all the registration centres, with the exception of Boko Centre, where we are aware of security challenges. And so, we are taking on bedding, and we are going through painstakingly. And so, if law, easy operate. We will monetize and make sure that it is within the ambit of the law. If not, available uh, challenges uh, to us will be exploited. If-
3: now, you just heard him reference Boku Central uh, because there's an issue there. There's a disagreement over venues between the major political parties, and that is still unresolved after the EC halted the registration process a week into the exercise. The NDC's communications director for Boku Central, Yusuf Otumba, says the EC should have continued registering at the district office despite disagreements, but should not have halted the entire process.
5: You cannot deny everybody the opportunity to register because political parties have not agreed on the creation of additional centers in any case if nothing at all the registration should have still been running at the easiest office
3: well the npp's communications director for boku central nuruddin guma also says the electoral commission to take a, should take a cue from this going forward to make provision for people in boku to register without fear
7: it's quite very difficult for certain people to go to certain areas to register. And therefore, there is a need to make provision so that people can comfortably register within their area. So next time, there's going to be an exercise of this nature. You know, we have areas that are uh, regarded as the Bisa zone, the Bisa people, the Busanga people live in there, the Mampusi people and the Kusa. All these sectors should be provided with machines so that we'll be able to, do you know, uh, do the registration with that.
3: A deputy commissioner with the electoral commission dr bosman asari says the ec cannot risk the lives of his staff hence the
7: boycott of the registration at Boko central uh, the commission did it very best to be able to bring the two parties the two main political parties and the others together to be able to ensure a very smooth registration exercise uh, our regional director our district officer in Boko, all of them did their very best and as we speak now, we haven't gotten the green light or the permission from them to indicate that the two parties and the other parties have agreed. So as we speak now, there is no registration ongoing in the Boku municipality. The commission recognizes the uh, fundamental nature of the right to register and certainly vote as, as a voter. But we also recognize that uh, the right to life is also very, very important.
3: Let's now hear from Shrash Commissioner Joseph Watal, who has been reacting to the EC's
5: posture in this entire process. We should not overstate the independence that has been given to us under the Constitution because it is coming from the people. When it's about things that relate to the people, we should not stress that independence too much. And registration in this context, making the registration more too onerous for the ordinary person who gave us the power. That was the basis for which I was hard on them. So fundamentally, yeah. registering to be a voter and participating in election is a fundamental human right. It's a human right. Mm-hmm. And registration has to be enabled. Okay. Bye.
3: That's Shrash boss Joseph hotel. Let's now bring you an update of what hap- what's happening in some parts of the Don't
1: you love an extra $100 in your pocket?
5: We'll
3: take you to the northern region first. Martina Bugri is there for us. Martina, today is the last day. Earlier, you reported of 40 machines and uh, long queues. What's the situation today?
9: Now, today, even though they are not recording um, machine paper or anything, they have very long queues, I must say. People who came yesterday to register and could not register have all come today again to register. And those who would always wait and come in are the last minute to register. And so when you visit the centres, the huge numbers that we are seeing today, it's more than every single day that we have visited the place to um, observe the registration process. And judging from what we are seeing, there's no way the Electoral Commission will be able to capture all those who are there today.
3: That's Martina Bugri joining us from the Northern Region. Let's head to the Ashanti Region now. Nana Bwache Adam, is there for us. Is it a similar situation where you are, Nana Boate? Uh,
7: very, very similar. Bennett As New applicants continue to trip into the Ashanti Regional EC headquarters to participate in the limited voter registration exercise. Of course, some centers we visited, we can see some huge numbers of new applicants continue to trip in to participate in the exercise. Political party agents are also raising concerns. Ah.
3: Hello, Nana boachi. Oh, too bad. We lost an abwatcher there, but he was just giving us an update of what's happening in the Ashanti region, uh, largely where he's visited. He's witnessed long queues. This is the Midday News on Joy 99.7 FM. To some other stories now, lawyers for senior police officers at the centre of the leaked tape, allegedly plotting the removal of the IGP, are demanding that the committee grants some new witnesses protection to enable them offer crucial testimony. Two weeks ago, the lawyers wrote to the Parliamentary Committee investigating the matter, requesting that it invites two potential witnesses, including a senior police officer, to provide more information to the committee to aid their work. The letter has since been leaked to the public, a situation the lawyers say is of grave concern to them. More on that shortly, first, Parliamentary Affairs correspondent, Kwekwa Sante, joins me in studio with some further details. Kweku, what was the content of this letter and do we know if any
4: action has been taken on it as of now? not as of now, Bernice, but the content says that there is one senior police officer whose name we can't put into the public domain yet, but his testimony would have bordered on the conversion of the police intelligence directorate into a personal unit of Dr. Ekufu Dampare. That is the allegation they are making. They are also saying that this senior police officer would have offered some testimony on the extrajudicial killings being committed by the PID upon the directions of Dr. Ekufu Dampare. There's also one person that was expected to offer testimony on an alleged award of contract to Bugri Nabu and the payments of kickbacks by um, some police officers, they say. And they, they also want to talk about the role played by Bugri Nabu during the period leading to the appointment by Dr. Kuf... By... Um, President Akufu of Dr. Akufu Dampari. Now the committee was expected to hold an in-camera hearing today. It was postponed. Why? Understanding is that Parliament is uh, hosting the CPA conference because of that all such issues have now been grounded and the expectation is that when that conference is concluded the hearing will will take place. Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kriko Asante there. Let's now hear from
3: lawyer for Superintendent George Osari Alfred Papadakwa who is urging the committee to put these potential witnesses under witness protection because they have some crucial information that will aid the work of the committee.
8: You would recall that I think two weeks ago there was uh, a publication uh, on the news news media concerning our uh, clients you know we wrote a letter to the committee and indicated uh, certain names that would come and testify um, and assist the committee unfortunately those names got leaked the content of the letter got leaked these are individuals were supposed to be anonymous Uh, they were that is why they were due to testify in camera but the identities uh, were exposed we do not know how the letter got leaked we uh, have our own suspicion but we have written to the uh, committee for an investigation to be conducted for us to know who exposed these uh, witnesses to to the public they were
3: That's Alfred Papadakwa. He's lawyer for superintendent George Asari. To some of the stories now, the houseboy who allegedly murdered his employer at Apaso near Sokobang in the Ashanti region has pleaded guilty to stealing over 167,000 CDs from the hotel owner while working as a receptionist. John Alistair, 22, made headlines last month for allegedly stabbing his employer to death six days after he got employed. By 35-year-old Stella Osei, also known as Princess Ifwa Oheming Ohiemingkere of our security desk was in court and joins us over the phone with more. Oheming, what are the other details of this latest case?
7: Yes, uh, Ben. The information from the police uh, prosecution is that uh, somewhere in 2022, Alistair uh, saw uh, a vacancy uh, advertisement and he did apply. He went to the hotel at located at Kumasi Bantama where uh, he met uh, the owner. So after a few deliberations, uh, he was assured of the work. So he came back uh, to work as a receptionist the following day. And then uh, we are told that somewhere in July, uh, Alisa, you know, left uh, his post uh, without any information. Uh, this was after uh, he left the post. Uh, then he came back and then he also met the owner uh, who after a few conversations Uh, gave uh, him the opportunity uh, to work in the company again. So on August 6, 2023, uh, the owner, uh, who is also a complainant in this case, uh, gave uh, gave her uh, infinite phone to Alisa uh, to, know, set something on the phone uh, for for him. And then while Alistair was with the phone, uh, he voted with the phone until uh, police arrested him in Accra. Uh, so when he appeared before a court today, the yeah, Sokwa uh, Circuit Court, uh, he pleaded guilty with explanation. When the court, uh, presided by uh, Anna Vida uh, Yaboa asked him to explain, uh, uh, he said uh, he was motivated by hardship and then he has used a uh, part of the money uh, to hire an accommodation and also uh, furnish it. So he has pleaded guilty. The court has referred a sentence uh, to Friday.
3: That's our interior of our security desk, bringing us some details from the court's in So you're listening to the Midday News, our top story. Inability to afford dialysis treatment, pushing kidney patients to death. We told you the struggle of 54-year-old Georgina Mensah. Still to come, Ghana mourns the death of former First Lady Mrs. Theresa Kufour and NDC's E.T. Mensah, who both died
5: yesterday. What I respected about E.T. Mensah and what is missing today is the fact that we could have the most serious of confrontations, and yet, within 30 minutes, it e. Mansell would pick up the phone, or me, vice versa, and he would now want to discuss something. In full quantity.
6: Imagine say water wake up at dawn. In no both. In no chop. it vanish for your area for two weeks. Uh-huh. You not get one drop safe inside your tanku. Hey. You, our life was in dangerous. Only our neighbor gets water with water tank.
9: Water, water tank?
6: Yes, water tank. Mamma mia! That water tank get meter for checking water level. That water tank be fine past masses selling. <laughs> that water tank be tough like Ghana army. That water tank they carry water pepe pepe. So say some logo left inside the supply tank. Mm. What a tank! That's my boss, who, Mr. Foncho, go talk.
2: <laughs> Beautiful, durable, with water level indicator and accurate volume of water. Water tank. What a Tank by Duraplast.
6: Thanks
3: for staying on the midday news on Joy 99.7 FM, it's now time for sports. And yeah, you have something on Mediama
6: Yeah, uh, they made it big over the weekend, securing a spot in the group stages of the CAF Champions League, the first Ghanaian club to do so since 2012. This was after they defeated AC Horoya 4-3 on aggregate and as a result, they will receive a financial reward of $550,000. Ivan Sadwete is the head coach of the Takwa Bay side and he wants some of the money to be reinvested in the squad.
5: If the transfer window is opened, definitely I will have to inject few players into certain positions looking at what transpired wrongly and what or where I want to um, uh, get to. I'm delighted because my mission here is fulfilled. Uh, I will not take the credit alone. I have the club president, the vice president, um, the management board, supporters, the playing board, the technical team. I will applaud the whole family for bringing medium at this this far.
6: That's the head coach of Mediama, Evans Adote. Back to you, Ben's. Thank
3: you, Mubarak Aruna. Let's now take you to one of the busiest roads that connects the western and central regions to the capital, the Kaswa Accra Highway. Sadly, the once glorious stretch has lost all its glory. Gaping potholes, stagnant rainwater, and mud from surrounding hills have taken over portions of the road, forcing commuters to spend hours in traffic on a trip that would have ordinarily lasted some minutes. Johnny's Fostina Safo has more in today's episode of our potholes exhibition series
9: a few meters from the kaswa booth is a stagnant pool of water more like a naturally created government's flagship project one district one dam. the problem however is that the irrigation potential of this particular dam created by cascading rainwater and mudslides is not being tapped as it sits right in the middle of the road
4: yesterday we
6: spent six hours in traffic from the Tobut to this point our leaders
7: don't use this stretch each time it rains they rather put on their sirens and use the other lane
9: drivers navigating this stretch must drive with caution mindful of the peril that awaits them if they speed up each
8: time it rains this is what we endure. just now my brake band came off i have to buy a new one
1: honestly it's really hard like even when i take my driver and we go towards our car, it took four hours we were in traffic for four hours right before my eyes a vehicle got stuck
9: trapped in the mud a testament to the unforgiving nature of the road for stina safo photo news and before i
3: go ghana is mourning the death of former first lady mrs theresa kufo who passed away yesterday mrs kufo was first lady between 2001 and 2008 when her husband jonah jikum kufo was president she maintained a relatively low profile but stayed even further away from the limelight in recent times due to a prolonged illness there's more in this report
9: mrs theresa kufur born theresa mensa on 25th october 1935 in Winchi, in the now Bono east region was the last of her parents she attended the catholic convent ola at kita in the volta region of ghana and later went to london where she studied as a registered general nurse after that, Madame Teresa worked as a nurse and midwife in various hospitals in the United Kingdom and Ghana. She and former President John Ejekum married in 1962 and have five children and eight grandchildren. Despite being the first lady to the second president of the Fourth Republic of Ghana for eight years, she managed to maintain a low profile in the political arena, with less of her seen and heard in public. Mrs. Theresa Kufour founded the Mother and Child Community Development Foundation, a non-governmental organization that supports the prevention of mother-to-child transmission of HIV-AIDS, now, John News contributor Dr. H.S.E. Kankus at the
3: residence of the former president Kufu uh, at Pidjasi and joins us on the line. What's the mood in the house and who's been visiting?
7: Uh, it's a very, very solemn mood, as you'd imagine. Um, a number of current and former government officials have been coming in and out, everybody um, with a very somber outlook, um, you know, paying tribute to. Uh, The former First Lady, they they haven't been speaking much, but they've been coming in and out, going very, very high-profile
0: dignitaries. Um, I can say, as at this time, that they are in a family enclave, in a family meeting,
1: SIPC.